maximizing profits and the top strategies for flipping houses in 2023 and beyond. So we're going to do a deep dive in this video into the best practices of flipping houses. We're going to be covering everything from like finding the deals, the best ways to find the deals, managing the renovations, as well as what are the best techniques for selling these properties to maximize the profit that you make on each and every single one of your flips. So right now, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen it. There's a lot of people struggling in the real estate market because I mean, frankly, they started during the pandemic and during the pandemic, everybody was a genius when it came time to real estate, right? Because everybody was buying. So everybody felt so smart because all of their properties were selling for more than what they were asking. You know, they were selling in the first weekend and all that. Now that that's gone away and you actually need to know how to flip houses, we're starting to see a lot of these geniuses fall out of the market. So my goal with this video is to make sure you don't become one of those people that falls out of the market and you can capitalize because trust me, there is money to be made for us. We've actually seen an improvement in the market in our business because of the level of profit that we've been able to make on top of what we used to make and the quality of the deals that we're getting are much better quality deals. So it's a great time to be in this. You just got to know how to be in this, right? So that's what we're going to cover in this video. So the question is always the same. How do I get into real estate investing if I have no money? How do I find deals? How do I negotiate deals? How do I find contractors and manage rehabs? How do I get the money to even buy these houses, to hold these houses? How does a rental work? How do you manage a rental? How do you manage tenants? How do you borrow money? How do you borrow money with almost no interest? How are all these things done and how are they done the right way? Well, I am John Barbera and this is an investor's journey where we share with you how to invest in real estate the right way and how to get into it with no money, how to do this with real tactics that are working today in the market that we're in right now with things that we are personally doing. So welcome to the show. So if this is your first time joining us, I am John Barbera. I'm the owner host of this show, of this podcast, An Investor's Journey, the owner of Prime Homes. Um, and we cover everything from single family real estate investing, generating deals, finding deals, managing deals, um, wholesaling deals, flipping properties, managing renovations, finding private money, owning rentals, subject tos everything that has to do with the single family space and everything that we teach is based on our experience, what has worked for us and what hasn't worked for us. So you're not going to hear anything about, you know, the trendy Airbnb or syndication or any of that crap because we don't do that. So that's not the channel for you. So if you want to learn how to build a single family residential investment business, that's making you six figures a month or more, then this is the podcast for you. So if this is your first time, consider subscribing because we drop fresh videos every single week. So one of the first strategies to maximize profits when flipping houses is finding the right deal. Now I'm going to give you three areas that you can find the right deal. And these are going to depend on your time availability, on the money you have available to do this and the experience you have available to do this. So the first one is wholesalers. Now, what we do differently with wholesalers is we don't get on every wholesaler's buyers list, right? Because when you do, all you're getting is just spam. It's a bunch of nonsense, crap, all this. What we like to do is we like to find these individual wholesalers 
that are not a part of a major wholesaling company. And this is not to say, you know, that there's anything bad with these major wholesaling companies. But, you know, <laughs> they the only way they can be a big wholesaling company is by blasting the deals to pretty much anybody that's willing to pay more. Right. So if you are a fix and flipper that is looking for good quality deals, you're not going to get them that way. But if you reach out, if you go to these networking events and you come across these wholesalers are just getting started or they've been doing this for a few months or whatever, we get hell of a deals from these people because they don't have the buyers list. They don't have the infrastructure. So what you can do is tell them, look, here are the deals that I'm looking for. Give them your buy box. Get very clear on your buy box. I've covered this in other videos, but you got to get very clear on your buy box. Where do you want to buy? Where don't you want to buy? Well, how much rehab do you want to do? What areas? You know, what style of home? What price ranges? What year built? All these things. Get very clear on it and give it to them. Because what that does is you're giving them a criteria where they can start marketing specifically for what you're looking for. Another good tip on this is if you come across a wholesaler that's just hungry to get deals, but they don't know where to go or, you know, they don't have the money for the marketing, fund their marketing campaign. And the deal is that any deal that gets generated gets split between both of you guys, right? You get the first dibs at any flip, but if you don't want it, then it gets wholesaled and you get a split to recoup your marketing money back. And this gives you first access to some of the best deals that you can possibly generate that way. So there's a good little hack to use when it comes time to finding deals through wholesalers. The next way to find deals is through realtors. Again, you're going to these networking events as you should be every single week, three to four networking events a month is a must for any real estate investor. You're going there, you're finding realtors. Tell them this, be like, look, I'm sure you're going to come across properties that in their current state don't qualify for traditional financing. They need work, right? If you bring those properties to me and I close them, once I rehab them and flip them, I'll give it to you for you to list. So instead of them listing a house at, let's say, 100 grand, now they get to list that house for $280,000, $300,000, right? So you're, you're giving them a much better listing. And this doesn't mean that you don't have to pay them up front for finding you the deal. You can always work that out as well. But the big thing, especially for agents, is that back-end listing. So bring me these deals, and you will be my listing agent. And the third way that you can use to find deals is to generate them yourself. This means you do marketing. Now, again, like I said before, if you don't have the time, this is going to be an issue, but it's the best way to do it because if you can generate your own deals, your margin goes tremendous. The deals that we're closing right now, we're doing quick $10,000, $15,000 rehabs and making $70,000, $80,000 profits, right? Because we generated the deal. So if you can get to that level, of marketing and generating your own deals. And you can do this through partnerships. You can do this through like bringing people on. There's a lot of ways that you can go ahead and start marketing for your own deals. But if you can do that, um, I'm telling you, it, it's a game changer. You can negotiate terms. You can negotiate the best deals. You can close at your time frame. It's all these things are going to become so much better and so much more profitable. And if you're just not sure, you're like, John, how the hell do I even begin doing that? Well, you're in luck because that's what we do. We do one-on-one -on -one coaching with people and help you build a business starting with deal gen 
And so you're generating your own deals and we teach you how to not just dispo them, but how to flip them, keep them as rentals, how to build your buyers list, how to build your private money lender list, all of this, how to build an actual business around frameworks that help you understand how to build it, how to maintain it and how to grow it. So if you're interested in this, just text me the word YouTube to 210-794-9898 and let me know that you're interested and we'll hop on a call. Step two for maximizing your profits is going to be the managing the renovation. So with managing a renovations, there's three areas you want to focus on. The what, the how, and the when. So let me break those down. The what is you have a property you need to flip. What work needs to get done to that property? right? The way that you're going to figure this out is by running comps. Now, why is this so important? Because the people that I see get into trouble with flipping houses, they do what they feel is the right thing to do with that property or what they would like to do with that property. Both of those situations don't get you paid. What you need to do is be analytical, look at the comps and see what is selling in that area. Do the same and then improve on it just a little bit. But do the same because that's what buyers in that area are buying and expecting. And if you go too far outside, you're gonna have two issues. One, it's not gonna sell, or two, you're gonna end up just overspending tremendously on the renovation. Neither one of those are beneficial for you. Neither one of those are gonna maximize your profits. The how. The how is, how is the job gonna get done? Your contractors. Don't go on Facebook or Google to find contractors. The best way to find contractors is let's go back. You go to networking events, find flippers, find rehabbers, investors are doing this consistently. And by consistently, I'm saying they're doing at least five to 10 deals a year, maybe more, hopefully more. So you go to them and you say, hey, who's your plumber? Who's your sheet rocker? Who's the tile guy you like? Who's the flooring guy? Get some recommendations. And this doesn't mean that you should rely on these people 100% but they're better quality contractor because another investor has used them, right? And they've used them and they're comfortable enough with saying, Hey, here's their contact information. So that contractor is not a total idiot, right? And you can more or less trust them a little bit. You should still, you know, stay on top of them and do all that. But this is very important. Then once you got your contractor, another part of the how is a scope of work. You put a detailed scope of work together. This is what I need you to do. Never expect the contractor to know what needs to get done because you take, you took care of the what by running your comps and seeing what other properties are doing and what yours needs. So with that information, now you're taking those what's you're creating a scope of work and you're giving that detailed scope of work to your contractor. And what this does is it allows you to hire multiple contractors for different scopes and you don't allow one contractor to hold your whole job hostage. And the when of this whole thing is very important and it relates more to when do you go see the property as you're managing a renovation? The answer is every day. Every day you're at this project, you're making sure they're doing the right job. They're, you're making sure the quality is there. You're making sure the expectations are set. Every single day you got to be at these projects because it only takes a few days for a project to get out of whack and cost you more money or for something to get not done correctly and cost you more delays, which pushes back your next contractors, which pushes back the timing of your whole project. So this matters because if you can't flip 
in a timely manner, then the holding cost is going to kill you. And if it's not the holding cost and you happen to start flipping and finishing this project into the winter months, then you might end up taking even longer to, to sell that property once you put it on the market because the buyer pool goes way down in the winter, right? So these are all timing aspects that you got to make sure you have unlocked or you're at least understanding before you get into it. When we buy properties that we're going to flip into the winter months, we want to make sure we have a bigger spread because there's a chance that in order to sell quickly, we might have to price it a little bit lower so it sells quickly. Or we know that we're going to have to probably sit on the market for a little bit longer while that buyer comes along. So these are all things that are going to cost you money. And step number three is selling for maximum profit. So if you guys are finding all this information valuable, I ask you, it means the world to me. If you can go to uh, subscribe on YouTube channel and investors journey, just hit that subscribe button, give us a thumbs up. It means the world to me. It, it, it really helps us out, grow our awareness and our channel even bigger. So if you're finding value, please do that. So selling for maximum profit. The first thing you want to make sure is the pre list. So what do we do in the pre list? We get professional pictures. We make sure the curb appeal is nice. This is something a lot of people neglect because they focus so much on the house and they forget that the outside of the house, that presentation when somebody pulls up matters. And that front looks like crap. A lot of the times you have bushes, you have, you know, dirt everywhere. It's all messed up. Clean it up, tidy it up. It makes a world of difference. The professional pictures are going to get your possible buyers to the property. But once they get to the property, that curb appeal is going to give them an impression of when they get to the house and walk in, right? If they have a bad curb appeal in their head, they're already having, they're having a kind of like, mm, I don't know about this. So when they go inside the house, they're already looking for things that they're not going to like. And they may be doing this not knowingly that they're doing it, right? It's not something that they're going out of their way to think through this. Sometimes it's just, it gives you a bad impression and that bad impression carries through the house. You don't want that. It doesn't work in your favor. So before you list the property, make sure these things are done. Staging, we've been staging houses a lot lately. We were doing this before the pandemic, we're doing this again. Because staging gives people an, a, a visual, they don't have to imagine what to do with the house. They see what to do, what can be done, the possibilities, the opportunities that you can have with this house. And plus, it gives it a warmer feel. And remember, when buyers are buying, a lot of them, they're more emotional. So how do they feel when they're walking to the house, when they're walking through the house? Staging helps tremendously. Part two of this is the listing. So listing at the right price. I have a student that their agent said they were trying to get uh, 330 for their house. Their agent says, hey, let's list at 299 and we're going to get bidding wars and bump it up that high. I'm like, that's a $30,000 bump. And when I'm running comps in that area, I'm not seeing houses selling for a tremendous amount over list price. And then also when you're listing at such a, a crucial price point, like under 300, you're getting buyers that are wanting to buy under 300, not at 330. You understand? So you're hurting yourself and that's exactly what happened to them because they, they follow what the agent told them and everything. They listed for 299. The highest offer they had was like, 315 i think and it's like yeah you're never gonna get anywhere near the 330 that you should have gotten to you understand when you're listing a property you can always come down on price but you can't go up so if they don't bid you up you're not gonna get up there 
So make sure you understand when you're listing, be competitive because more than getting, you know, over ask, what's important is selling quickly because a house sitting there vacant, which is what happened to another one of my students. They, they had their house sitting there vacant for a little too long. Somebody broke in and stole all the appliances, brand new appliances gone, right? This is why. You run the risk of things breaking, things being broken into, things being stolen. Don't do that to yourself. Understand, list competitively, and sell quickly. Get that money back to your lenders. Get on to the next deal. And the last part is negotiations. This is why you want to have a really good agent if you're not one yourself. Because negotiating the right deal with these people is crucial. Because sometimes they're going to come with the inspection report and every inspection, if you've done any kind of rehab, is going to come back pages deep of issues. It doesn't matter if it's a brand new build house. Their inspectors are, I feel like they're paid to find flaws, right? So it, it just, it doesn't even matter if it's good or not. But now what matters is you don't have to do every single one of the things that they ask you to do. Right. This is the part that you give and take a little bit, because if not, it can cost you a lot more money, depending on the silly things that they're going to ask you to do. And sometimes when you start doing every little thing, they come up with more and more things as it gets closer to closing. So you want to make sure you have a good agent on your side that can help educate their agent, educate the buyer to understand that's like not everything needs to get done. Typically, what we do is we like to leave one big component so it gets flagged that we already factored in, we already know what it is. A lot of times it's not doing the maintenance on the AC unit or something like that. So when everything gets flagged and they give them back with, you know, a bunch of little stuff and that big stuff, we say, hey, we're not gonna do a little stuff, but we'll do this one big item. They're like, done, happy, right? Because again, they're always gonna come back with these things. Now, I'm not saying, you know, cut corners and don't do repairs, no, no. When I'm talking about little things, I'm talking about negligible things that don't affect the the safety of the house. It's just silly little things here and there. But if it's something serious, you fix it. If there was an electrical issue, you fix it. If there's something major, you make sure you take care of it because you got to provide a safe home for those next buyers. But I'm talking about all the little stuff. And as you get into flipping houses, you're going to see exactly what I mean. So I hope this video helped you guys out to maximize profit. If you have any questions about any of these steps that you want to go into further detail, dig a little deeper, then just text the word YouTube to 210-794-9898 and ask me your question. And I'll respond to you and give you a little bit more detail and information on what it, whichever area has you stuck. So I appreciate you all guys for watching. If you like it, give us a thumbs up and I'll catch you all on the next one.